0: Listener Production. I think it's a very spiritual thing to do The same, you know? I think um, in life, things that are amazing, Jessica, if you try and describe them, they fall into nothingness. Have you ever noticed that? Like something incredible. And you try and say how it felt or what it looked like. You can't. Some things are best left unsaid. There's no drug in the world that can make you feel like that.
1: Australia's musical treasure, Marsha Hines, has been entertaining us for 50 years and she's just released her greatest hits album, Still Shining, and boy, is she shining. And she's touring that around the country at the moment. Now, I love Marsha. I've been lucky enough to share a TV couch with her and I always have appreciated her zen-like advice. And I can't wait to discover what pearls of wisdom we can uncover together. Masha, Jessica. I'm so excited to see you. It's so good to see you. I have been busting to have you on my podcast. Oh, darling. Thank you. Thank be- you. Because there's something that is so special about you. The minute I see you, I feel lighter. And we laugh.
0: We do. But well, we used to get in so much trouble on television. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'd be mucking around. <laughs> yeah.
0: Talking about everything except what we're supposed to subject at hand. <laughs>
1: But that's what's so fun yeah. because we'd sort of head down the garden yeah. path this yeah. other direction. Yeah. But the thing also about you is your energy. You have this incredible warmth. Thank you. And strength.
0: That's my mum. My mother was exactly like that. Very warm and but very, very strong, you know. And I think, you know, we lead by example. You start to see all that stuff, Jessica, as you grow older, you know. When you've got good people around you, And you think, gee, I'm being a good person. And the reason I'm being a good person is because someone was good to me. Because you were so close with your mom, weren't you? Yes, I was very close, yeah. You lived together? Yes, we had three generations in the house. It's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great, though. It was wonderful. And I reflect on it because there's not a day that goes by I don't say something to my mom. I, I don't believe she's gone. I believe she's still guiding me in her own way, right? It was just great having the stability and the normality there's the word, the normality of my mom. Because I think she said to me a couple of times, oh, I'm very, very proud of you. More than a couple of times, that doesn't sound very nice. But I remember seeing um, a concert with my mother and the concert happened to be the one and only, late Tina Turner. And my mother loved Tina. She did not love my mother adored Tina. And we're sitting in wherever the, the venue was. And she said, oh, Masha, you're good but she's great. <laughs> <laughs> and only a mother can say that, you know? Like, I mean, and I didn't take offense because I said, you know what? You're right, ma. You're absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> but
1: that is so true, though, mm-hmm. as you say that it's really only moms that can yeah, say that Yeah, and about so they us. should be able to say that, you know?
0: They've brought you up from go to woe. So, you know, I mean, as long as it's not destructive or mean, but yeah, you know, the truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there was three generations of you living together. Mm -hmm. That must have made for some pretty incredible Mm. moments.
0: Yes, of course, you know, because my mother would say, don't yell at the baby. I said, the baby's 24. Mom, she's not a baby. You know, so grandparents are the enemy. They can, ooh, yeah. It was good, you know, and I mean, and Denny learned a lot from my mom as well, and I think that's a blessing to have a gran around.
1: And also someone who, like you, is so strong. Yeah, yeah, but my child's not weak
0: either. She's very strong, very strong personality.
1: Yeah, so the three of you, these mm-hmm. strong
0: women, all in a house but together. my mother, I knew when to shut up. <laughs> and Denny knew when to shut up. Do you know what I mean? And that's the, the elder respect that you have for your parents too. And so, you know, she'd have a look. I have a look for Denny too. <laughs> and she knows, moonwalk Denny, just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and could your mom sing... Look, you know, this is an interesting question because my mother's best friend said when she moved into her house, she heard this incredible voice and she thought it was the radio. And she said something to my mom. My mom said, yeah, that was me. I'd come home, would always have a piano at home and I'd walk in the house and she'd be at the piano playing something, not singing loud, but playing something. And as soon as I walked in, she'd leave. And I never pursued it. I thought, that's just my mother, you know, like, you don't say to your mother, just sit there and play something and sing. No, but she was musical. Yeah.
1: And when did you know you could
0: sing? Before. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I used to sit back in the day when um, radio was your television. On Sundays, they would play the top 40 songs in the US and I would sit by the radio and just listen and try and mimic. I thought people lived in the radio. I thought they actually lived in there and they played the instrument inside the radio. And so, and then church, you know, it's church always. When you're four, you're too young to go to church. I started going to church about five, six, seven. Church was a very large part of my life.
1: And is it still a big part of your life? Mm-hmm. I
0: go to church in America because the churches here are very different to the churches that I grew up with. And in my church, there's a bass player, a guitar player, an organ and drummer, you know, and an amazing choir. I have a, a cousin who's one of the best, preachers in the world at the moment in Los Angeles. And his name is Noel Jones. And that's that's Grace's brother, Grace Jones's brother. So
1: Now that is a church I would want to go to. It is a good
0: church. And I go there whenever I can. If I land in America on a Sunday, I go straight to church if it's church hours.
1: So then would you say your relationship, your spirituality is through song, is through music? Yeah, I would say, and I'm a God-fearing woman. I, I'm not ashamed
0: of saying that. And I believe do unto others and all that stuff that you're kind of taught,
1: you know? Yeah, I believe in that. Have you always believed that?
0: Yes. Always will. Yeah. Because I struggle with faith sometimes. I, I don't doubt that because, you know, you see a terrible accident like that incredible thing that happened up near Newcastle and all those people. What happened? Like they say, that's God's plan. So, I mean, the only way you can not get mad is by not questioning it. What could we have done to change it? I don't think anything.
1: They're the sorts of things. I hear you. That I find difficult. I hear you. To reconcile it and then make sense of that. I hear you. See, even you saying I hear you, like that's so wise. Well, I feel you too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. I want to hold
1: your head. <laughs> you know, I, I can, feel you. I feel you. Can I tell our listeners too that I'm wearing sequins Yes, for you are. Uh, quiet little <laughs> outfit. But I had to because <laughs> it looks I, great. I had to bring it for you because it looks great. You know, I look back at amazing pictures of you in the seventies, the sequence of the, the costumes. Jumpsuits. It's all about that.
0: You can get away with so much on stage. And I look at some of it and go, Oh, that was oh, that was really bad. You know, some of it's really good. But the seventies was a, a strange time for fashion. It was some of it was good, some of it was like shocking. But everything old is new again, as they say. It
1: It is so true. It's true. The jumpsuits, everything's coming back. Yes, it's nice. I like it. And so let's backtrack a bit. Mm -hmm. You were 16 when you came to Australia. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you as a 16-year-old? Because you were going to be starring in Hair. Yes. What was it like? I got a gig. It was like, yes, bye, Ma. (laughs) And
0: I got on that plane, you know. I've always been taught to be responsible for whatever I get myself into. And so... I actually scored a great job at the age of 16, and I got paid incredibly well. And I was accommodated, you know, until I found my own accommodation by Harry M. Harry M was my guardian until I was 21. And so I didn't have many worries in the world except for getting on that stage and doing the gig. I mean, and people said, what were you thinking? What does a 16-year-old think? Not much. You know, you don't have too much baggage. You're not really scared of much. You know what I mean? You're sort of, I think you're pretty bulletproof at 16.
1: Well, especially to go literally to the other side of the world. To Austria.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true, guys. I didn't know where Australia was. I thought I was going to Austria. But anyway.
1: (laughs) what then gave you the courage, Marsha, to do that? Because, yes, you're 16 and we think we're bulletproof, but for a 16-year-old to get on a plane to the other side of the world... Mm -hmm. To do what you did. Mm -hmm. That takes real courage. Mm. Upbringing.
0: So my mother believed in me. She said, you know what's right and what's wrong. You've always wanted to sing. This is a great job. I could have done it in Boston, okay? I could have done hair in Boston. My good friend, Linda, who I'm still friends with, her sister left Boston to do Porgy and Bess and then hair. Her sister became Donna Summer. So, you know, I grew up with some pretty cool people. And Linda went and auditioned for Hair in Boston and got in and said, come on, come on, come on, let's do the show together. Cause we used to do um, talent shows all summer long, you know, together. And she was like my singing buddy. And I said, nah, cause I don't wanna be stuck in Boston. I just don't want, I wanna go someplace else. And that's me at 16. And then the auditions came for Hair and a really good Shakespearean actor went and auditioned for Hair. And they said, look, you're really good. But in actual fact, you're too good. What we want is a, a rough diamond. He said, I know just the girl, but I think she's underage. I'll speak to her mom. And he spoke to my ma. My ma came to me and spoke to me about it and said, What do you think? I said, Sounds like a good <laughs> sounds like a good idea. I'm out of here. Yeah. And so I auditioned, and like 14, 16 days later, I was on a plane to Australia. Guys, Australia. Yeah.
1: So stepping out onto the stage mm-hmm. as a teenager, mm-hmm. I mean, what was that like? Great. It was exciting.
0: And, you know, I had great people in the show like um, Reg Livermore, John Waters, all these great people in the show. And the black kids in the show were all from America. So we all got along very well because the parts and hair were specifically written for black Americans. And then, you know, I had a support system. You know, they believed in me and I believed in them. And we we did the show each night. And we really believed, Jessica, what we were doing was going to stop the Vietnam War we really believe that
1: so it was so powerful though in mm-hmm. the sense of it was more than just entertaining people yes, it was, it, it it was, was a, a political
0: statement a big political message big you know war stupid and i still think that
1: and then you were pregnant at, at the 16, time yeah
0: i didn't know i was pregnant and that does happen i do not condone teenage pregnancy because as a child as a teenager if you have a baby you're no longer a baby and you have something called responsibility, okay? It's, it's funny, because I didn't know, and then I, I sent pictures to my mom of me being here. When I found out, I went, Mom, I'm pregnant. She said, yes, I know, but I've just been waiting for you to tell me.
1: <laughs> Mums, so she knew.
0: She kn- What? Moms know everything. They're all seeing, the all knowing. They know everything. They got the mother hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, yeah, do know. Yeah, I know, they know. And so, um, yes, I was pregnant, and... And she said, you know, you've chosen such a strange career. You probably won't have any more. If you have any problems, send her home to me. So that just opened up a plethora of doors for me being able to be the performer I wanted to be. When your people around you believe in you, it didn't matter what anybody else said, my mum was the most important thing to me.
1: And what, though, an extraordinary thing, I think, for a mum to do, because yeah. especially during that time, you could think that some parents, some mums would be like, how outrageous, da-da-da-da-da, but she let you be. be you. She let me be,
0: but I had friends who had to give up their kids. See? So I saw that too, and I think my mum saw it too. And Amy and I saw friends who got pregnant, and everybody turned against them, and they'd have to be sent away, and things have changed, but I do not condone so, you know, especially in that 2023, guys, take everything, take every drug. you can- <laughs> Well, that, I mean, it's exactly, yeah. it's much. Take every drug you can take because you don't need to get pregnant. Yes. Back in the day, you know, like the pill wasn't, you know, as prevalent as it is now, you know, or whatever the other contraceptions are. And boys can be responsible too. Did I say that? Yes, I did.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. It, it takes two. You know it does, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, do you want to put on my secret jumpsuit? No, 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 taking no. I'm taking cool off my jacket. jacket. My jacket. <laughs> it's just
0: it's nice and warm in here. I know it's cozy. Yeah. No, isn't chicks. It? You know, you got, if a guy was in here, there would be breezes. It'd be ice. Like, <laughs> what <icicle>? is that <laughs> with guys? You know. But I sleep with my guy, and he's like like a hot water bottle. <laughs>
1: and I'm always cold. What is that? <laughs> this is nice in here. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. For a warm, cozy conversation. You bet. So as a young mum, though, what was that like for you?
0: It was okay because, as I said earlier in the piece, I was being paid very nicely. And so I was able to get a nanny and a couple of the other girls, Harry called us cows. You're a bunch of cows. We'd all had babies, (gasps) you know, like three or four of the girls in the show. And so when we could, we'd bring the baby to the theatre and the nanny would take care of the baby or the nanny would come home and just take care of the baby until you got home, and yeah,
1: it was great. And you mentioned there Harry, and of course, Harry M. Miller was an iconic manager, entrepreneur, but obviously for you, he was far much more. Yeah, he was far, far,
0: you know. I mean, losing Harry not long ago was very hard. He was always really good to me. He was always um, fair, you know, because I'd do the show for six months, because I only came for six months, and then... They asked me if I wanted to do it again, and I said, yes, can I get more money? Or either, maybe not money, just a flight back home to see my mom? because it cost your first child and, and your, your life's wage back then, you know what I mean? Yeah, getting so, on a plane yeah. was like oh my God. a massive deal. It was cool, deal. you know? It was amazing. So um, he'd fly me home in lure of money, or if I wanted the money. And then my mother decided to start coming out, and I said, you know, she said, oh, she'd come four times. So I said, mum, you need to stop this because you're making me broke. <laughs> <laughs> you got to either work out if you want to come here and stay here, but I can't keep flying you back and forth. So she stayed, which is good.
1: And then what made you then all stay? Because to come here at 16, mm-hmm. and then when did you decide Australia was home? Oh, gosh, about maybe a year and a bit afterwards, I'd say.
0: You know, And you stay where the work is, Jessica. And the work was plentiful and it was good. And um, I had a very nice support system as well. And then my mum came and then it just became a support system on steroids. Yeah. Because I remember
1: too then as a young girl watching you on Countdown. Oh, that was fantastic. And I just loved it. Boy, it was on a Sunday it. night. You know it, right? And there you would be with Molly Love Molly. And then you'd have Denny on your knee as well. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, look at this cool woman. I think the best thing, Molly, is being able to sort of
0: sit back and watch it all happening and watch the Australian music scene just boom, literally, right. you know, all over the world, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you've been all over the world mm-hmm. you know, recently and you must sort of see that... Uh,
0: so it be aware that, that they're aware now that Australia sort of got a lot of talent. Well, at last, Australia is not just a place where kangaroos exist. You know, there really is some mm. music and some good musicians down here, and people are more than intrigued to come down here and check it out. Well, you know, you do what you gotta do, and, and I've been so lucky to have people like Molly and my manager, who I still have, he's been my first and only manager, really. Peter, I've had great guidance. Someone asked me the other day, what's the trick in being famous? Blah, 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 blah. Listen. You need to learn to listen and, you know, take advice and know that the people are around you are not sycophants, but they're actually in your corner to try and make you a better person. And, And that's what Harry and Peter have been in my life. And, you know, we just lost Brian Walsh, who was an incredible part of my think tank.
1: And Walshie, oh he was God, such no an no. incredible man. And for people who might not be familiar with him, oh. he was the most extraordinary, generous-hearted man Human within being. Australian entertainment. I agree. I putting agree. on shows, television. He reinvigorated rugby league yes, by bringing he did. Tina Turner yes, he out. Did. And But also what I loved about Walshie was He was a creative soul and he wanted to support creators to shine. You know, and if you called Walshi,
0: you know, like you guys, this guy was just an amazing human being. If you called him, he'd call you back. You don't get that much. No. You know, and he's the one who said to my manager and I, there's an interesting show coming to Australia and it's called American Idol, but they're going to change it to Australian Idol and... If they ask Marsha to do it, she should do it because it's going to really be great for her career. He was so right. And you've done every single season, yeah. haven't you? Yes, except for last year. And I think I'm back But on. you were a guest, though. Weren't you uh, a yes, guest, I Judge? Yes, I was. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You looked <laughs> to the highlights. <laughs> I was, but it looks like I'm doing it again this year. Yes! Yeah, so I look forward to it. It was a wonderful thing to nurture and, and try and help people who just want to be in the entertainment business. These kids were plucked. As you know, Jessica, from obscurity and thrown on the biggest TV show Australia's ever seen. And it was just before social media got crazy. But they were getting bits and pieces, and I'd say, don't read it. These people don't know you. It's a different animal now because a lot of your children and people who are in their teens and their 20s, they live for social media. Is it right? Is it wrong? It is what it is now.
1: Something else will come up. You talk about the importance of listening, hmm. that you had good people around you hmm. and you take their advice. But what about when those good people might say something that either you don't agree with or how can you still block out the noise because not everything you're told is necessarily going to be good for Correct. you? Correct.
0: But if it's coming from a good place and you're not aware of something, you know, like, like a bit of a, a bad thing in your personality... You know what the truth is, Jessica. You know when someone... <laughs> yes, you do. But sometimes you don't I don't want to know. La, 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 la. <laughs> you know, you put your fingers in your ear. But, um, yeah, you have to take criticism. But I believe in constructive criticism. And that's what I was trying to do and I always will do with Idol. You know? Because the kids are... T- you're talking to them and they're looking at you. I'm thinking... You're a deer in the, head- in the headlights. You can't hear me. You can just see my lips moving. I know, <laughs> you know, because they're just frightened. It is absolutely frightened.
1: In terms of then looking at you, what a lovely place, I think, for them oh, to feel you.
0: grounded. I'd at- say to them, look at me. The boys will be talking. I go, they, and the, it was off camera. go, look at me, look at me. Don't look at them. Don't look at those two evil people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, because you say you're a safe place. I hope so. I hope so. How much do you think you've changed? Because I was looking at some of your pictures on social media, on Instagram, and there was this beautiful picture of you as a very young woman and you had this fabulous turban on your head and a jumpsuit. Yeah. And then to now, and you were saying, you know, look at how much I've grown, but the look in my eyes is the same. It has
0: to be because I'm still the same person. It's just the costume I've got on. You know my soul hasn't changed.
1: You see, I found that fascinating though. If I think about, say the look in my eyes, the look that I had as a young woman is very different, is it? Yes, because I'm much more confident in my skin now, yeah, so I have I feel there's more a knowing there for me.
0: but that's a mother, the mother thing too, you know you know, like you have to be that person when you have a child, you know so yeah, I don't know, I think I've just been wise, semi-wise. You know, and I've grown up around wise people, you know, and I love hearing stuff. I love learning. I'm, I'm a bit of a, a sponge when it comes to learning. So I'll learn. But, you know, I'm not perfect. Did you guys hear me that? I say, I say, I am not. I'm not. I'm far from perfect. But I, I try and be the best person I can be each day. People walk up to me and I say to people all the time, if you see me, come up and say Hi you know, because I'll I'll have a chat with anybody, right? And I just love when people walk up to me and tell me what I've done or what they saw or how they were a teenager and they loved this song. That's great stuff. Of
1: course it is, because it means you've touched them. It's a tapestry of our lives,
0: not just them, our lives.
1: Yeah. And that must give you such an incredible kind of sense of Self, but also, yes, this is why I I'm do here. what I do. This is why I'm
0: here, yeah. I mean, look, people talk about fame and all that stuff. I never said to myself, you're going to be famous, ever. I've just taken one step at a time, and that in itself is reality for me. You know, just when I grew up to it wasn't about being a star. And if anybody comes to me and asks me for advice, people say, oh, my daughter sings, she's so good. I say, how old is she? Nine. Is she nine, is she? Okay, well, you look, my advice to you is don't make it a party trick because you'll hate it. They play an instrument, don't make it a party trick. If they're talented at seven or nine, more than likely they're going to be talented at 15, 17, when they can make up their minds that's what they want to do. Yeah, that's how I see it.
1: Yes, not the pressure, but actually because yeah. you want to love it. Yeah. And have you always loved what you do? Mm-hmm. Always. There always. haven't been times when you've thought, Mm-mm. oh. No, nah, no. Nah. You can't really have that
0: doubt, you know? I have thought, oh, you could be better. Yeah. I don't listen to myself. See?
1: Really? No.
0: Mm. I hear other the
1: notes. Can sh- you say that again? I love nah, the way you well, went, no.
0: No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, because um, I probably hear the notes that I'd like to have sung, and I'm always trying to get better and better and better. At the moment, I've got two new songs in my repertoire and I have to listen to them because I'm learning them. Okay, but I'm not the kind of performer who puts on her own music and walks around the house. No, 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 can't stand it, no,
1: no, no. So in terms of then, you know, you're saying you want to be better. Mm-hmm. So you won't then look at say previous performances or listen to records that you've done and think, oh, I want to do this, this way.
0: Oh, that's exactly how I listen to my music now. It's like, oh, yeah, that that was good. But you know, you could have sung a better note there. And when I I had the ABC series, Marsha's Music, and um, I never watched myself either. Because I think, who's that chick? (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? And so when they asked me to do the second one, I said, I better have a look at what I should not have done. I just grimaced the whole thing. But I watched it and then... It tried to get better the next show, the next shows. Yeah, no, no. I love watching other people, you know. I love think, trying to work out what's in their heads and what they're thinking. And and you know, like, I loved Michael Jackson and his motto was don't think. When you're on stage, because you know, you start thinking, you think, did I turn that light? You forget the, did I turn that? Is the microwave still on? You can't think. You just got to be in the moment. And that's the trick in life, I think. Stay in the moment.
1: That is such good advice. That's a good one, isn't it? That is a cracker. You know it is, right? It is. And the minute when you do start thinking, whether it be, as you say, on stage, doing other things, if you're not present, then you're not enjoying it. Let's let's start
0: just enjoying it, because if you do something that you're enjoying, you're going to be present. You know what I mean? And, And you can't be worrying about the peripheral stuff. You just can't. I don't know if either I'm a hope junkie or something, but that's how I see life, you know, like one day at a time. You know, I do think about what's going on because it's not just me that makes me. I have an incredible machine behind me that say you have to be here at a certain time. You know, um, you have to go to rehearsals at a certain time. You have to see Jessica at a certain time, okay? So it's not just me because if it was me, I'd forget. I'd stay home cleaning. I love cleaning. You like cleaning? Yeah. Why? Because you get a result. (laughs) Yeah. Always? Have you always Always. liked cleaning? My house was so clean during COVID, girlfriend, it was like a hospital. Oh,
1: Oh, man, you couldn't live with me. I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's okay. I can be like, oh, oh, no,
0: I'm working at the moment, so my house is like, but I have to have it ordered so I know what's going on,
1: Ah. you know?
0: So, yeah, my days are basically the same until I have to go to work.
1: So that's how you can sort of...
0: Yes, compartmentalise and just work,
1: you know, like bit by bit by bit. Now when you're performing, because you're going to be touring around the country Mm -hmm. with your greatest hits album, with your show, which I just think, bravo you. Oh, thank you. It's just brilliant because I've seen you live and whenever I've seen you perform, I just leave feeling invigorated Uh, and joyful. I love it. Does it change? Apart from you saying, don't think, be in the moment. Has the Marsha of today (laughs) changed from when you were that sort of 16-year-old, 20-year-old, 25-year-old on stage?
0: No, my work ethic hasn't changed. And that's because of my West Indian parents, my Jamaican parents. And uh, we've been taught to work very hard or not at all, you know? So, and I've chosen to go for... Working very hard. Look, you know, has it changed? Of course it's going to change because you get better people around you and, you know, the journey's a bit smoother. But basically, (laughs) the pressure's on me. So I've got to turn up and and be that person. And no matter how you're feeling, learned that from Reggie Livermore, no matter how you're feeling on stage or backstage before you go on, you never take it on stage. If you're not happy, too bad. The audience don't need to know that. You know, if you had a fight with somebody, too bad. You're there to entertain them. And that was a great bit of knowledge to get from Reg.
1: You're a trailblazer too. You were the first woman of colour to be Mm in Jesus Christ Superstar at a time when we didn't see, I mean, being the first. Was that hard? Did you feel? No. no? Why? It's a gig. I mean... (laughs) See, how? No, you just block all that stuff out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I heard stuff and I went, okay, well, people are going to say what they're going to say. I've been taught, well, like I said, by my mom. I went to all-white school in my teenage years. And, oh, girls can be ugly no matter where you are, okay? So I went to an all-white school in Hamilton, Massachusetts. And I'd come home and maybe complain to my mother and she'd say, you know, Marsha, (laughs) you can't like everybody and everybody can't like you. Don't dwell. It worked. I mean, people are going to say what they're going to say anyway. I don't. Someone asked me, do I know any rumors about myself? I said, well, it's a rumor, so why would I know it? You know, I, I I don't listen. I don't listen. I try not to gossip. I try not to, but it can be fun. But, yeah, I try not to. And you're right, though, because gossip, it's mean-spirited. It's Yeah, it, it, it's, it's well said. I couldn't have said that better. And it's best to say nothing. I mean, like, Really? <laughs> Who was it less than they pay my gas bill? They haven't. You know what I mean? People, they complain. They say what they want to say. But in the end, we're in this thing together, but we're individuals.
1: You know, we're individuals. That's how I see it. Again, though, I still find it extraordinary that you were able to listen to what your mum said mm. And kind of brush it off when I would imagine there would have been hurtful things girls, growing up. I and-
0: and mean, okay, so and I, I have big lips. People tease me about my lips. And like my partner says about people, you know, and he was a school teacher at one point. He said, Look, you can be fat. If you're fat, they're going to, they're going to, you can be skinny like you. You know, they're going to tease you. Mine, mine was my lips. Who's laughing now? <laughs> So, you know what I mean? So it's it's all relative, you know? When you sing, what does that feel like? There's no drug in the world that can make you feel like that. There's no drug, there's no alcohol. It's a very spiritual thing. And yes, I'm gonna drop a really big name now. And Tom Jones, I got to know Tom and he's a lovely, great sense of humor, twisted. And I got to know him and I went to see one of his shows and he was singing his butt off, you know. And then we went to dinner and talked. And I said, you just sounded great, Tom. You just, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, of Tom. And girls are crying in the audience, you know. It's green, green grass at home. And I watch, because I watch, I watch the person on stage, but I've got to see what, I'm nosy. So I'm looking around, and this girl's like 24, crying. I said, Tom, you know, you made a girl cry. I said, you know, Masha, I open my mouth, and I think, wow, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel. Sometimes you sing something and go, oh. I think it's a very spiritual thing to do to sing, you know? I think um, in life, Things that are amazing, Jessica, if you try and describe them, they fall into nothingness. Have You ever noticed that? Like something incredible. And you try and say how it felt or what it looked like. You can't. Some things are best left unsaid.
1: Or sung. <laughs> yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watching you when you describe that, I can see in your face and in your eyes it even takes you to another place when you're talking else. about that. I go
0: somewhere else, I really do, you know, I really do. It's pretty special hearing a voice and you just go, oh, my God.
1: And I think that's what's so extraordinary about what you do is your ability to move people in a way that their everyday life doesn't do. And that is such a gift.
0: It is, but, but um, other music, move, it moves me too. So I kind of wake up singing, I'll wake up humming something, and then I'll put on the radio and I have to listen to other people sing. Never go to sleep with music that's got lyrics, because I just listen to it and think, oh, mm-hmm. you know. But instrumental, yeah, beautiful. Symphonic, yeah, beautiful. We all need escapism. We all. That's what I do when I go to theater, I escape. You know, I won't go and see anything that's too heavy and I won't watch movies that are heavy or, you know, like things about um, serial killers. I just can't, you know. The the scariest thing I ever watched was um, Silence of the Lambs. I read it and the description, they did a brilliant job with that movie, but the description in the book. And Jeannie Little was the one. She was mad on books. Jeannie was my roommate for a minute. Loved that woman anyway. And she was a really avid reader. And she said, read this book. <laughs> who? <laughs> and it stays in my mind. I can't get rid of those bad things. I know there are bad things in the world. Um, I'm quite aware, you know, and they're wrong.
1: But um, I try and stay in the light. And you do stay in the light. You mentioned their Jenny Little. Oh my God. and she was What a woman. Oh joy, funny, <laughs> smart. Bright ass. And so see smart. people don't
0: realize how bright she was. She was bright. Jenny was incredible, you know, way before her time. You know, she was our version of like Phyllis Diller. And the costumes, she, she made them. She'd make them herself, whip it up. She'd say, I just whip this up.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you did Jerry's Girls with I her? did,
0: I did, yeah. She's a wonderful woman. And when we toured, I think it was in Brisbane, we were roommates, yeah. And that was fun. She's just a great lady. Quiet when she's not being mad. You know, very spiritual too, by the way. Very spiritual.
1: I like to think of her sometimes a little bit as my spirit animal in the sense so you of should. I love she'd her. She'd love you. She'd love you. Quirkiness, zaniness, mm-hmm. but her warmth so, too. Oh, she was,
0: <laughs> she'd say, call everybody Dolly. she just I can't remember their names, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, I could talk to you forever. We're good, but, aren't we? Oh, yeah. just wonderful. Now, you're a bit of a crazy cat lady
0: too, aren't you? Yes, I have a Russian blue girl. By the name of Sister S I S T A H, and Sister travels with me. How? How? What do you mean? Like, well, (laughs) get in the cage.
1: (laughs) And I tell you what, Sister would be listening to you. Well, she she get you know no no the the
0: back humps up and all that, but,
1: but and we fly
0: interstate and stuff. Yeah, nothing's worse than being on the road and just going to an apartment that's empty. You know, and then she she gets to know my routine, and we have and we we sleep together, and we talk. And she's gorgeous. She's four. She's born the same day as me, July twenty.
1: Yeah. Marsha, for a lot of people listening, they've sort of grown with mm, you, mm. and some people sometimes feel a bit stuck at where they're at in their lives. You strike me as someone who never really gets stuck, and you're good at advice. So, what would you say to people? Like Michael Jackson said, "Make that change." You know, <laughs> that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not a rehearsal, honey. You know, so like, if you're not where you want to be, change it. You know, you've got the choice. You've got the choice. You know what I mean? I think women are amazing creatures. You know, we're nurturers. But we nurture others. we got to learn to nurture ourselves. Yeah, that's what
1: I'd say. That is spot on. Cool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are so cool and I adore you so oh, much. Right back at you, Jeff. Thank you for coming in to talk. My pleasure. Marsha is just the best. I mean, she's just so cool, isn't she? Now, she has just released her greatest hits album, Still Shining, the 50th anniversary Ultimate Collection, a celebration of her remarkable career that spans five decades and now tickets are on sale for her 50th anniversary concert tour we have put a link in our show notes if you want to get tickets i have seen Marsha live and she is next level you do not want to miss her in her element on stage for more big conversations like this follow the jess big talk show podcast you'll never ever miss an episode Give us a five-star rating. We love the ratings. We love hearing from you. Why not give us a review as well? And if you love this episode with Marsha, I reckon you will adore my chat with Casey Donovan. I think the biggest lesson is just to keep getting back up. Keep getting up. Keep teaching yourself new things. Keep learning. Keep asking questions. Keep moving forward and, yeah, loving yourself is i think the biggest thing you can do in life and it's never easy there are days that you know everything is hard and and that's okay um yeah just get back up and and keep going i think that's the biggest life lesson i could teach people the jess Rowe big talk show is hosted by me jess Rowe. executive producer nick mcclure she's a wonderful leopard lady audio imager Nat Marshall, supervising producer Sam Kavanagh. Until next time, remember to live big. Life is just too crazy and glorious to waste time on the stuff that doesn't matter.